We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 174. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the, well, we debated on this title, uh, but I named it Corey Got a Story, but I think we should have renamed it. We decided it wasn't much of a story. It wasn't much of a story, but... We'll it's get, a good story. We'll get I to your story. Of stories. If it's not good enough for you guys, I can... Well... Well, I can go tell it on another podcast. I well, guess. That, well, you know that's true. Have you been true. invited to other podcasts? <laughs> Maybe. Well, <laughs> anyway, we're, it's either Corey got a story or another we'll flash flood. Story. Another flash flood watch or whatever. Uh, yeah, we're going to get it in that to, into that in a minute. But uh, I wanted to say we have an extra special guest joining us on the podcast today, Mr. Grant Taylor. How's it going? Yes. Yeah, Corey and Shara's oldest. Eldest? Is it oldest or eldest? Or? I don't know. It's my baby boy. Well, it's your baby it's boy. Great, yes. I'm more mature than anybody else. Uh, <laughs> you know, after the podcast, people are going to believe that. He's 22. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I'm... a couple days ago, I thought I was 23. I couldn't remember. <laughs> are you, know, you kidding? I did that when I, <laughs> when I hit 32, I forgot how old I was, and I literally had to ask Dad one like day. Like, I was doing the dishes. Really? I was like, am I 23 or 22? I well, because I had that year where I told her, like, you know how you're getting close to being the next age, and so you just start saying yeah, that? Yeah, I did that once, and then I got admitted to the hospital, and they were asking me my age, and I was like, I, was like, I don't know. 33, am I 32? My what worst nightmare is getting pulled over, and I'm 23, and your driver's license says you're 22, are you sure? <laughs> what are you hiding? What do you got in the car? Yeah, and then they say, you know, step on this line, sir. Just gonna... <laughs> I had him, of course, when I was two. So, That's true. I'm very young. Very, very not as young. old as near near as old as people think. <laughs> well, as you can see, we we definitely have Shara back, and we have we have a guest. So this is Did you missed me last. We week. We missed you tremendously. I had to stay home with the littles. Yes. Well, Garen was out on. Uh, he went to church camp. Yeah. So had a good time. It was good for so him. So there's no babysitter. So you had to stay there. Well, you know, Corey I had to watch and I watched my own kids for the whole week. What's up with that, Corey and I? We. We held down the fort. I thought we had a fantastic podcast. So now I think it's totally going to go off the rails this time. So, <laughs> well, we've been moving all day. So, uh, oh, that, oh, we're that's a, right. We're a little bit punch drunk. Th- that's true because now, Grant, you've moved. You're moved back to Branson, right? Yeah. So I, uh, I lived in Springfield, and they moved to Harrison, and now I'm back. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, and Shara. Mama's so happy. His mama got to help him because Daddy was working in the cave. Because he picked the day when his oldest brother was at work, yeah. and Dad was at work, and all the men in the family were at work. So poor Grant had no help at all. So hey, Shara comes to the rescue. Mama to the rescue. Mama, t- yes. Let me mama see. got muscles. I am really surprised that we got some of that stuff out of that house. <laughs> Did I not disappoint? 
Well, did not disappoint. Uh, apparently, I mean, we were talking before the podcast, but apparently there was a lot of furniture that didn't quite fit through the doorway. Or Just was a desk. There was a particular the, the desk. desk that was in the bedroom, and we took us an hour to figure out how to get it out. And you didn't assemble it in the apartment? No, he said he brought it in no. as is. I bought that desk for like $45. Perfect. It might have been seventy five. I don't. I'm pretty I sure you could have bought it brand new for cheaper than that. Well, <laughs> that well it depends like a, on the desk. That was like one of those Walmart put together desks for like twenty nine bucks. I hate to break it to you. I know that we took a lot of time getting that desk through there, but as soon as I get my own apartment, I'm gonna get a new desk. I'm not gonna get. Well, I'm gonna throw that away. Know. I'm either gonna throw it away or sell it. I'm, oh, I'm so glad I spent an hour figuring out how to get the desk out there. We probably could have just hit it with a hammer and brought it through pieces. <laughs> I told you. It just wouldn't have made to, a difference. I told you just to sell all the it, furniture. Probably sold it for kindling. You know, that's what you should have done. Anyway, we're we're already going off the rails, but this is a weather podcast. <laughs> I think this is a weather Something podcast. Something about weather. <laughs> it rained on us a little bit when we moved. Well, really, really it was like a downpour. Well, we just kind of held out, but it we've was a downpour had, for a minute. We've had this weird weather pattern we've got this influx i mean we've talked about it before uh a month and a half ago or something we had all this influx of a stationary boundary with all this moisture you know heading south to north along this boundary and that's happened again and we got under a flash flood watch i didn't think we were going to but we did and it for branson it was kind of a bust it wasn't it Corey? no we no we had for some branson, flash flood it was but everywhere else got let me wet. tell you Oh, yeah. Where I was yesterday, mm-hmm. I got wet. Oh, this is his story. No, mm. it's not. Oh. This was later on. We'll get to the story. As I was yeah. heading to my car, you know, where I work, there's lots of hills, and those hills turned into raging rivers yesterday. Oh, so we really did get some. And we may have gotten more over there than Branson got yes, during definitely. that storm. It wasn't even raining at that point. Several of the times you called me and said it was pouring. We were getting nothing. Yeah. It poured for like a minute here. Yeah, it was nothing. It I mean, over here, over. I think we got an inch. We in were this. on 65 headed to Harrison, and like we drove into it. It rained for two right. seconds, and we drove right back out of it. Well, it was we like had a faucet that shut off. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, these are like pockets. I mean, they're like they're 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 really efficient rainmakers in a little pocket, and it's like bam, you get under one of those things. Branson got 1.44 in the past few days here, past two or three days. Now, we're... we're Most of it was... Is yesterday. that on our station? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like an inch and a half in like three or four days. We now, my mom it. and dad, they have 6.89 let's, for the same period. You know, let's, let's talk about that. That was really setting up over there. Seneca? Yeah, that's 20 miles from Miami. Maybe not 20 miles. How it's much did they get? Like eight inches? I mean, how, how much did they Miami. get? Uh, well... Even right northeast of Miami got 8.1, but now they've added to that probably 10 inches there. And then that, oh that kind of connects into Seneca, which is the neighboring county. Seneca's right on the line because, you know, yeah, they have the big casino, but the casino's actually in Oklahoma, but it's in Seneca, so uh, yeah. it's right <laughs> on the line. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but they have the Lost Creek. Lost Creek runs through Wyandotte, Oklahoma, and, uh, well, Seneca, and then Wyandotte, and then hits Grand Lake. But... uh they found that creek actually uh, the other day when it flooded the entire main street. That main street does flood often, though. It, I mean, that is a frequent. It's not thing. the first it's time. It's a frequent occurrence. There. It's not the first time in the past two or three years that Seneca's made the news from the rainfall, and it floods fast. Now you shared something from was it Newton County? You shared something, yeah, with Newton, this just the, raging river. Newton County that was news, like downtown Seneca. Yeah, I mean that's their newspaper. Oh, okay. And I noticed a lot of like the other weather places in KY3, you know, in KLR and all these people were really, I mean, 
I don't think I would want to live in a city that does that. I mean, you know, just, I mean, that you got this raging. Well, I mean, doesn't Reed Spring do that too? It's the same as Reed Spring. It's the same as, you know, Cassville's been known to flood too. There's just certain towns with with any type of waterway that runs through it, you're bound to flood. We don't have a lot of, I mean, we have a, we have Taney Como and we do have the Roark, but we're kind of, the roads themselves, it doesn't run close to the town enough to, it takes out exactly. It does take out Stocksdale Park every time. I mean, they have to repair that. Uh, they've had to take all the baseball fields out and oh, wow. change out or take all the some of the playground it's equipment. It's a sad gone. playground now because they just because they were tired of having to re- repair it every, every spring. Time. So yeah, it does affect Branson too, but not. It doesn't go right downtown Branson. You know. Right. Well, I mean, and Forsyth and Roark Valley. I mean, when it gets really, really bad, they it. That's another one of those that goes down the hill, and you can't cross Roark. I mean, you're on Roark, but you can't go to But Forsyth. it's not the actual creek affecting Roark. Yeah. It's right. the runoff. Yeah, but it's going into that. And it pools. And it, yeah. They need to do something. They right. try. They keep trying to do something to that little little section there, and it n- never does work. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, now, now you explained this before to me, and I please do it one more time for me and the listeners. When you're in Seneca or the Miami area or whatever, those you were explaining to me, there's the river flows into what, which flows into what, which flows into what. You you texted me and it's like, does it go into Taney, uh, Table Rock? Does it, or Beaver White River? Does nope. it go in the right river? That's all. Uh, Goes in the ocean. Neosho, that's all it? the Grand Lake watershed over there. Okay, that okay. Neosho, that's Grand Lake. Neosho and Spring River. Okay. You are in. Two different, yeah. You're in two different states at one point in Seneca. Spring River starts yeah. in Mount Vernon, Missouri. Okay, right. That's not too far from here. No, but it's, it's still in goes in through, that loop. It still wild. goes through Miami and into Grand Lake. Okay, yeah. okay, I got that. But but the uh, James River, which is just a few miles away, flows into Table Rock. Okay, yes, which is in the White River watershed. Right, and that's what's going to affect us. Correct. Eventually. Wow. Fun fact. Okay. Yes. There's a factory plant of some sort. Corey can tell me what kind it is in Seneca. There used to be. Okay, there used to be, but it's literally in two different states. It's in Oklahoma and Missouri. So depending on which side of the plant you worked in, is where you filed your taxes, or your taxes got. You know how you on your, on your check your taxes. So if you're on the west out. side of the plant, you, you would file on it in this side of the plant, and you lived in Oklahoma, then you wouldn't. You know. But oh, what plant whatever. was that? What did I, they that's make? That's what I'm saying. I don't remember. Mill knot. Uh, okay. It was uh, condensed milk. I that, the mill knot. It's that stuff you put in the cake I used yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say mill yeah. You know what no, mill knot is, Eagle don't brand. you? No, I've never heard of mill knot. He's was, young. I'm thinking of Eagle Brand. Milk. I assumed it was probably some cattle feed or something. Because it's like... <laughs> It's like Mount Vernon. It's, it's, oh, it's well, just Well, we're talking land. about Seneca now. Yeah. <laughs> Seneca, Missouri. But like I said, there was a, this plant was right on the edge of the yeah. Oklahoma-Missouri border, and it was a big factory. And like I said, if you worked on this side of the factory, your taxes got paid to a certain state. If you worked on this side. And the cemetery in Seneca, you drive down the middle of the road through the cemetery. The right side of the cemetery is in Missouri, and the left side of the cemetery is in Is that in the one my Oklahoma. aunt's buried in? Yeah, I think she's buried on the Missouri side. Yeah, my aunt's buried there. Wow. It's a huge, it's a a great cemetery. 
And that's in Sen- near Seneca. It's really a it's great the Seneca cemetery. City Cemetery. There's a lot of history. I like to look up graves and and, and stories of he people. He likes to drive through. Well, to Corey through is a historian. We he, does. we he loves cemeteries and he loves to find famous people and stuff buried in cemeteries. So yeah, well, we had that. You know, your fun facts the other a couple of weeks ago. That was fun. Oh, him being a history buff. Oh yeah. Well, he suggested the fun facts, and so it was good. So basically, he took over my. <laughs> There's also another road right down the road from there that you're in. The right side of the car is in Missouri. The left side of the car is in Oklahoma. That's a dirt road, right? Not anymore. Well, it I think it depends on uh, how close you're driving. To the and then you turn to the left on East 50 Road. And what road? What are you on? Spooklight Road. Spooklight Road. Love sp- we've got to do a storm door weather spook light road trip Ooh, down there. I should do totally spook light. Every, fun time. Yes. Every it's not, time. It's not the same since spook light road is paved no, now. Spook light road's not the same anymore. And there's no yeah. uh, there's no Hoffman Mansion anymore. So they tore they tore it down. They tore it down. Oh, the cemetery's still there though. The cemetery's there, but they tore the Hoffman oh, okay. Mansion down. It was condemned. But I wonder what spook light. What are you gonna say, Grant? Yeah, I just, I've said every time I went, I've seen it. There's not been a time that I haven't I seen. I don't the remember spook taking light. you. Did we take you? The spook light. Yeah. Oh. Fun fact. Okay. Ding, ding. Wait, I need to do a ding. Here, wait. There, okay. Corey kissed me for the first time on Spooklight Road. On the cheek. Oh. Wow. I wasn't going for the cheek. Maybe I was. Oh. Oh, so you got shut down. That's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) No, there was a cow. No, that was a different time. There was a cow that scared the (laughs) pajibis out of me. That was last (laughs) night. Keep it clean. Our son's here. Keep, keep it clean. Yes, keep it clean. This is a family podcast. Remember. Anyway, there we we kind of walked. We went with a huge group of people to Spooklight Road. That mm-hmm. was the thing to do when we were teenagers. Is you get a group of people and you all load up in a bunch of cars and yeah. you go out there and you wait for it and you hang on Spooklight Road until the cops shut you down. But anyway, so like my my wife Karen. I mean, that's what they did because yeah. well, she was from Joplin, so of course oh, yeah. they went to Spooklight. That's Spook what Light. you did. Yeah. You went and parked on Spooklight Road <laughs> and you went and hung out at Hoffman Mansion, drove over Devil's Promenade, nice. all that good stuff. And anyway, we walked a few feet ahead of the group so we could get away from everyone. I think he asked me to be his girlfriend. Aww. I think that was why we walked no. ahead. You wanted to be alone. Probably. We were still, we, <laughs> they still had us in their headlights, though. You weren't supposed to be dating me at the time. No, I was well. not supposed to be there with him. How old are you in this? How old I was 14. You were, so you were, oh, you were, just you were way a probably minor. just turned yeah. 14. I just turned 14. I was that a freshman week. in high school. <laughs> we haven't even started school yet. We haven't even we? started school. I think when we went there, we did, though, didn't we? Um, anyway, so. we walked ahead of the group so, she wasn't in so that he yet. could ask me to be his girlfriend. That means she was Garen's age. Oh my oh. gosh, 14? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Garen turns 14 Yikes. in two weeks. Yeah. He kissed me on the cheek, and then there was a cow in the field beside us, but we didn't see him, and he mooed all of a sudden. Oh. Scared the bejeebies out of me, and everyone laughed. And It wasn't raining that night. This is a weather podcast. It was sunny isn't and hot. Isn't it great? I think it was really hot, because it was summer. It was July but or Grant, August. Isn't hot. it great to hear the love stories of your parents? Yeah. Actually, when we start, started talking about Spookline, I was going to reference that story. Oh, oh, really? oh, have you heard this before? I was going to reference the cow story. Oh, have we, only, have we told wow. the cow story before? The cow, Little oh, the did cow I know, story. Dad was with a biner. Was what? Oh, he was on a mile. Oh, he was 16. He was with a miner. car were we in? I was 16. He was 16. Was he was a miner himself. It was a red car. What I kind of red car? What kind of red car? I don't really care. It was his mom's. A red Corvette? No, it was his mom's Ford Taurus. <laughs> Oh my goodness! He didn't goodness. have his Correct. own car yet. 
Okay, well, this whole podcast is going to go completely off the rails. I'm going to so, stop talking about <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But what I want to talk about is that severe thunderstorm warning that just didn't quite, I'm, I'm t- not even talking miles, I'm talking like yards, did not include Branson. You remember the severe thunderstorm warning? Did the very first one not include Branson? No. Mm. I mean, literally, if you zoom in on radar scope, it was quarter of a mile outside of Branson. Yeah, but you look at radar scope. Yeah, I know. And that's downtown Branson. So my house was in it. Yes, but but this gets to the title of the podcast. Corey got a story. You have a story. Kind of. Tell Um, us. Oh, tell us. (laughs) One day we went to Spooklight Road. (laughs) No, wait, 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 wait. No, I was giving cave tours. Yeah, Sun- you're a cave, was cave it, guy. Was it, was it Sunday? Was that when that happened? It was yesterday. Yeah, At yeah. Silver Sunday. Dollar City. Today is Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how the park shuts down if there's lightning within the area. Within 10 miles. Yeah, they bam, they well, shut everything down. With the cave, it's 20 miles. <clears throat> oh. She knows this somehow. I don't know. Because I listen when he talks. Maybe because she was there. But lightning doesn't go into caves. But there's a cable car... That gets you out of the cave. Ah. Cannot run in lightning. Okay, anyway. Yes, go on. We have M&M's. You want of M&M's? course. <laughs> no, you can't you. go in a cave no, during they'll lightning. they'll kill him. Because no, they're not peanut. doesn't matter. Oh. They're made in the same factory. Gotcha. Okay. Well, Dad tells me I can't have Kit Kats, but they're, I still eat Kit Kats. <laughs> okay, we're doing a we're weather doing podcast. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, Corey, yes, tell us about it. <laughs> Tell us your story. Hurry up. There's metal handrails coming from the outside of the cave all the way down to the inside of the cave, and they're all connected. Lightning uh, hits it. Oh, there you go. Okay. And then what if we lost power? So do you tell people to there? stay off the handrails when there's lightning? We don't even go down. I know, but like if you were down there and lightning starts. No, we have to. Ha- do you have to tell them? Ha- if they don't hang on to the handrails, they're going to fall. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, I got, them, like, rubber the, gloves I got to down the to the cave. That would scare me even and more. To uh, and I was going great. My group was going great. I had a, a, a couple slow people on the group that were huffing and puffing at the end there. That be me, yeah. And I, there was a tour behind me, and these tour guides just started. And I, I swear, I heard a phone ringing as I was going through some of the tunnels. I go. Usually when a phone rings when you're in a cave, it's never good news. Oh, really? They don't just call it's for never like random reasons like, "Hey, how's it going?" "Hey, Corey, you're getting a rate." No, it's no, not no, like that. No, wait a minute. You mean a patron or you mean your phone? Uh, no, the actual phones in the cave. Oh, they have phones in the cave? Yes. Funny story. Like oh. the okay. type phones. Gotcha. Cell phones don't work in caves. Uh, obviously, <laughs> apparently. I'll tell that story later, yeah. But uh yeah, we have, you know, our communication system. We have a series of of telephones. Okay. So I heard it ring, and then I finally get to a phone, and it was still ringing, but they were talking to the tour behind me, which were new, so they were probably, I thought, well, they're just kind of making sure they know what they're doing down there. So I keep going, and keep going. No communication. I get to the very last room, the Mystic Pool Room, mm-hmm. and the phone rings. Mm. And the guy on there is pretty new. Telling me that, of hey, course. we have lightning approaching the area. Hey, we got lightning. <laughs> so, we need you to stay so you where know. you're at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and my gosh. And, of course, gosh. I'm down there, and I can't access any radar because I that, have no cell phone You service. have no service. I'm 500 feet below the surface. Oh, my oh, gosh. He's useless. 
Oh wow! So they tell you you got to stay, and you have no way to no check. No idea anything. what's going so on. So I can't take the cable train out, and you can't text me to find out what's going on. Right? No, oh my god! No signal. Oh, that's so. A- you know, I'm on the furthest part of the cave before you get to the cable train, which is an hour into the tour. Right. Well, oh usually we can take the cable train out, but we had to wait there, and we had to wait for another guide. To make the 45-minute trip. <laughs> to turn us around. No way. And so I could be the caboose to make sure the slow people didn't get lost. Oh. And we had to go up 50 stories of stairs instead of taking the cable train out. Oh, no But they way. warn you of that before you start the tour. Oh. In the very first room, yeah. they warn you, hey, here's what's ahead of us. Here's how many steps we're going to go. And if by chance we get to the end and there's lightning or for some weird reason, the cable train just doesn't work. Yeah. We have to turn around and come all the way back up and those walk stairs. walk all yes. the way. Oh, my god. So gosh. they're warned that it could happen. And it does. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was sweating. And when I got home, I just kind of shut my degrees. eyes. And was... Well, it was also pouring when he got off. And so just getting to the car. He was oh, I was soaked. waterlogged. For sure, but when we got out of the cave, we—I mean, it was pouring and the thunder hit, and yeah, it was pretty wild there for a minute. Okay, here's my question: so, you, so you're in there. They tell you you can't come out, but eventually you can come out. There has me. to be two people to lead them out. Right, one in the front, one in the we back. We have to evacuate the cave. Well, yeah, you have to evacuate in a, a <laughs> manner that isn't the normal exit, which okay. is the cable train. So we have to come out the entrance. Right, which means we it's had to climb fifty stairs. stairs, and I, I had to use the restroom about halfway through the oh, first God. time going. That's in. my biggest fear. Did you forget to I'd pee have before to pee, you went down? And I no, could, but oh. I drink a lot of water. You're supposed to pee before I you go did. down. Well, no, no, I get time. it. I get it. I, I'm with it's you. It's dripping water constantly down there. So. Well, well, that'll make you pee right there. Torture. Even if you didn't need to pee when you went down, you will when you get there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so so you've walked all the way out. Right of the cave, fifty stories well, of who, stairs or whatever. Well, when they total. were in the Mystic Pool Room, what I said, you, "Guys, I heard the phone ringing." And when I I warned them, "Oh, I you said, told them." When I hear the phone ring, <gasps> oh my gosh, it's never good news. Oh, that would scare the crap out of me. And yeah, we're not even talking about I know. weather. I mean, so, what do you what, what do you mean? Yeah, I know. So I I, I pick up the phone again, freak. and the new guy says, "We got lightning approaching the area." I go, okay, what do I need to do? Can I can I rush out of this thing before... Can we get on the cable car and beat it? it comes, I go, yeah. I'll let you know. I'll call you back. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys, here's the deal. New guy. Yeah. Looks like we be walking. And some of these people are already huffing and puffing. Yeah. Because, you know, they're you know, not healthy people. Right. So then the phone rang and said, okay, we're sending Brad down, and uh, he's going to... Escort you out? Escort oh, the man. the the... We're gonna turn around, and I'm gonna be the caboose so nobody gets lost. So, we did it, and we got out. We got them all out, and they gave us everybody a big uh, bottle of water as they exited the cave. Good, because they probably up, needed it. We went up 50 stories of, of stairs. I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I, I would. Could if but... you had to. <laughs> well, was, yeah. Uh, when I was a firefighter, I did this 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 the uh, the 9/11 stair climb at the. That was at Silver City, wasn't it? It's like at the auditorium over by Grand Exposition. They that should have done that in the it's cave. Echo that was Hollow. pretty tiring. It was really tiring. So how many times did you go up and down the stairs? So there's like there's like 
I think there's five big staircases and then you like just go up and then you go over a little bit and you go up and then you go over a little bit and then you go down and then you go up and then you go down. Do they do this every year? Yeah. They do this I, actually, every well, year. I think they do it at MSU now. I think they do it at the football But stadium. they do this in honor of 9-11 of the firefighters that oh. went up all those flights of stairs. And it was pretty fun. I, I, I tried to do it with my mask on and everything. So I, they I do. do they, they've, all the firefighters yeah. in the area that want to get in full gear, heat of the day, September 11th, and they go up and down the stairs until they've equaled the amount of stairs wow. that the firefighters. That's, that's like 90 cool. to one, 91 degrees or something like that, and it took us two and a half, three hours. Plus in the suits, it's who knows what degrees. Well, okay, now, for, for, for disclosure and disclaimer or whatever, you are a firefighter, or you... Tr- used to be. Used to be a firefighter. I used to be a firefighter. What, I, you've done lots of training. What all have you done? <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, I mean, how long is this show? I've, man, I've done a lot of training, but I, you know, I still <laughs> still make minimum wage. We're still trying to figure out what we want to be when we grow up. Well, but you're young, so he's got he's got time. But he's done firefighter training, yeah. paramedic training, police training. He could save your life if he needed to. Well, I'm calling him. He just doesn't get paid you. for it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's, if I'm in trouble, I'm calling you because you've had all the training. You're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I can watch him turn red before our very eyes. I know. Well, I don't turn a, red. I don't get nervous. Yeah, well, we're on a podcast, so there you go. Anyway, so the moral, not the moral, but the ending to the story, you got out. It just was a long And walk. it was just, yeah. And what, now once you got out, you could access radar and NWS and stuff. I mean, where was the severe thunderstorm warning when you got out? This wasn't the, th- the severe. Oh, it wasn't? This was just a monstrous rainstorm. It the severe was earlier in the, in the day, lot. and oh. we actually had to do the same thing, except I wasn't in the cave for the severe. I was the one handing out water at the end to the people. So it happened earlier okay. in the day as well, where they Ooh, had to turn Wouldn't that have been horrible if you were the same guy that had to do it twice? <laughs> well, the guy who came in to get my group, the Brad, it was oh that guy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah. Why didn't oh. they send somebody else? I'm Because uh, everybody else was new. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Brad definitely didn't run. His way down there. He was ready to take a, a breather once he got to us. Oh. But he had to turn around and lead everybody back out. Yeah. Is it an actual 45-minute walk? How long is a walk if you just walk If it? you just walk it and you're not stopping to talk. I don't know. Maybe 25 minutes? Uh, You know, I think I'm going to stay out of the cave. It's a very cool tour, though. You should take it sometime. I on have always heard it was day, so cool. On a beautiful on sunny, a sunny day, day. When you don't have a chance of rain, lightning, ruining it. Then you can run. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go when it when it's there. But I've carried a baby on my, like, you know, the little carriers that you wrap around you. I've carried a baby through it. Yeah. We have people take monkeys down there, dogs. What? Uh, now the dog, I Service get, animals. Service right. animals. Service, service ferrets. Yeah, anything. If they say their service, we have to Can't allow it and it. take it down there. I'm going to bring my service armadillo down there. <laughs> I caught him on the side of the, <laughs> the road. Got I'm him right rescued on the side of the road. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, we're going off the rails. Oh, have we touched God. on any of the topics on this? Uh, <laughs> okay, yet. Now, okay, now my question before going into the next little segment here, it, is it just lightning that causes that? I mean, if you just get heavy rain, you're you're still good, right? Well, if we get heavy, heavy rain, heavy like heavy a, rain will like flood a, the like a, it will like a Seneca rain. Yeah, like four, five, six, seven then inches it floods our waterfall room really quickly, and they've done. We'll have to do half tours. I should say I've done tours. it before when it was half a tour. No, you oh, haven't. See, oh, see, but you, but they I have half no, tours. You went above the waterfall room and not through it. 
which we can do when it's flooded, but when it totally floods, we have to turn around halfway through and then still and then climb out of it. And still climb out of it? Yeah. Again, but you only do I'm half the tour, go. so. I'm not going to go down there. I don't know. But, but well, lightning <laughs> is within 20 miles. Yeah. I mean, th- now this, this wet pattern is going to continue. I mean, tomorrow, I keep checking the forecast grid for Branson. It keeps changing. Um, I mean, I've been updating the the outline all day long, but the latest is, now we're recording this Monday evening, June 28th, um, that tomorrow, Tuesday, for Branson, a 40% chance of thunderstorms. Wednesday, a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Thursday, 80%. So I'm I'm just... Trying to wrap my head around that because we're they've been to hit the lake on the boat. Well, tomorrow. they've been calling for massive amounts of rain, and all we've been getting here in Branson is these quick shots of something. So that that inch and whatever of, of rain that we got the other day happened within like an hour. So and then it, it, we haven't had any rain. So I'm trying to figure this. We got all a quick out. shot of rain at home today. Yeah, we you were, even said it rained at, at your house. It yeah. didn't rain here. We were we were on our way to Harrison, were we, or somewhere, or we were unloading the van or something. Remember, it was raining. Oh yeah, right when we were unloading, it rained for just a minute. Yeah. It's well, that's what I'm saying. It's shows. just like these 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 snapshot. Here you go, some rain, and then move away, and then the sun comes out. And that was what it was yesterday in the parking lot at Silver City, where we were waiting on Corey to come out. Like the sky opened up and poured, and then it just went. Like somebody yeah. just turned off the yeah. faucet and stopped. And I got a fantastic time lapse yesterday, and it is amazing. I think it was yesterday or the day before. I don't know. All these days are running together now, but I mean, it. it, it we had almost everything in this time lapse. It. We had kind of partly cloudy skies, and then this huge cloud come over, and these big clouds are like, and then it rains really hard, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the time lapse, the whole sky just blew. It's just, it, it's wild, and I'm trying to put music to it. Um, I don't really have anything that I have pre-recorded that I want to add to it, because I know our relaxation series or whatever, if it's just normal clouds and normal time lapse, yeah, it would work, but this one, I'm, it's, it's pretty wild. I have the, a question. Okay, what's that? Being a special guest on this show. Yes, of course. So there's this trend going around. Okay, it it was a trend that was it was it was a while ago, but it's kind of like brought it back. Okay. So like uh, with rain and everything, they say when they have a ten percent chance of rain, it's 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 not a ten percent chance of rain. It's a ten. It means ten percent of your area is gonna get rain. Meaning, if I'm in Branson. Ten percent of Branson is going to get rain. No, I thought isn't it meant, that just the same? Isn't I thought that it just meant the there same? was a ten percent chance that it would rain. Isn't that just the same as that? I mean, if you have a ten percent chance of an area getting rain, isn't that the same? There's percent? some truth to that, actually. It's, yeah, it's complicated though. Right. I mean, we we actually have a weather school. It's it's pops. Have you heard of us talk about pops? P O P S stands for probability of precipitation, uh, and. There is a calculation that goes into that. I mean, it's it's calculated, although recently I think they're just guessing. <laughs> I mean, honestly. But there is a calculation. There's some truth to that, but it, it's more of a probability because it's either coverage, duration, and intensity is all three of them. So, well, isn't that the same thing? I mean, if if you tell me there's a ten percent chance of rain, isn't it ain't gonna rain. The, isn't that the same as telling <laughs> me that ten percent of the area is gonna rain? Gonna rain? 
Well, then it would be a hundred percent chance in that. Well, area. the ten percent chance of rain is 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 rare. So don't even. Yeah, normally let's change it to twenty. Twenty. Twenty percent. Yeah. Here's what happens. Twenty one percent. Right now, when we have a twenty percent chance of rain. Yeah. That means there's going to be poppers, and they don't know where they're going to be. Right. Basically. So twenty percent of the area is going to get rain. Not necessarily. No. No, actually, actually, not necessarily. I know, I know it's weird, but no. <laughs> All right, I'm trying. No, thank you for answering my question. No, 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 no. That, that, that's hard an awesome question. No, that's an awesome. I question. shouldn't have asked it. And pl- and please, if you have questions, that's why we have people that are non-weather people on the show. It's like, you know, let us. I'm I'm looking at the uh, document now that may explain that. Um, you guys haven't heard those the entire time? I haven't. That was the first one I heard. Uh, every couple of minutes. I'm hearing those Saturn missiles. Okay. Pew, so, pew. okay. So here, here's what, uh, what the weather school, we're not going to play that weather school today. We have another weather school, but basically it says, uh, the probability of precipitation could be expressed, uh, where pop equals C times a, where C is the, co- the confidence that any form of precipitation like rain or snow will occur somewhere in the forecast area. And a is the percentage of the area that will receive the measurable precipitation, which is what you're saying. So they, so it's a calculation of, of what that is. So it says, for instance, if there's a hundred percent probability of rain covering one half of the city, and a zero percent probability of rain on the other half of the city, then the pop for that city would be fifty percent. Mm. Does that answer your question? That does. I have a lot better. Mm. I mean, it may not answer my question, but I have a lot better understanding. Of, okay, yeah, that, right that's now. basically it. So. Yeah, so there's definitely a a calculation that goes into that. We should play pops next week. I don't think I've played pops in a while. But good question. You know, I'm going to give you one of these. Wait a minute. I don't think I deserve my applause, but I'll okay. take it anyway. Okay, I'll give you All one right. of those. <laughs> right. I'll give you one of those. Well, anyway, I looked at the Climate Prediction Center, and which I have very low confidence in, but, you know, they're part of NOAA and the National Weather Service, so I look at them. And they are saying uh, for summer, for July, August, and September, uh, we'll have average temperatures through summer and maybe just meh, slightly above uh, in the rainfall department. And I looked at the uh, longer-range GFS, which I also have moderate confidence in, on the, on the thermals, which is temperature, and they suggest average temperatures through mid-July are going to be pretty much normal. And normal highs right now for the Springfield-Branson area are about 88, 87, 88. So, you know, 90, I think, is the top, or 91. Well, and, and that's still hot in my book. Yeah. But and if it's a dry 90 I'm, I'm or 95, I'm good with it. But if it's humid, and in June it's humid at all time, July, you know, too. Well, yeah. But, I mean... I looked at the forecast for the Fourth uh, of July, and it's looking beautiful. Actually, which a is great odd. weekend. A great weekend, you know, warm temperatures, but but not hot. That's perfect. And it looks like the rain's going to be out of here. Right, but we but that's good. But the even better thing is we're not in a drought. Right, so they can shoot they fireworks, can shoot and cook on the grill. All is that they a twenty percent chance it's going to be available, or twenty percent for some of us? Uh, I'm just messing. It's up. a beautiful. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend. <laughs> it really Sounds is good. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I mean, the current forecast grid, which I again have moderate confidence in, uh, says sunny and high of 84. So 84 
Are you serious? For Fourth of July. I know. Normally, it's like one hundred and sixty-five thousand degrees outside. Remember, several years ago, I believe every other year, (laughs) pregnant with Jillian, we were covered in blankets on Fourth of July. It was actually chilly. You were. I wasn't. It was chilly. But Cher is always cold. No, it was really actually chilly. (laughs) Like I don't remember what the temperature was, but it was chilly, and I was covered up in a blanket. I do remember that. Yeah, Cher is always cold. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so if you're going to be out on a Sunday, well, I mean, I, I'm guessing that we'll have the podcast on the 5th, so the Sunday is the 4th, so we hope everybody has a wonderful Independence Day, and if it's going to be 84 degrees, people are going to be out on the lake, they're going to be on the disc golf course, hello, I'm going to be on the disc golf course, hopefully, if the, if the ticks don't, you know, do Is the 4th next Sunday? Is Sunday, yes. yeah. Today oh. is the 28th. Well, you know, every day is just a normal day for me. Sometimes I don't even know what day it is. Well, dude. I go to work every day. It's, You're too young it, for Nothing that. changes. See, on Sunday, I got to take you out. We got to play disc golf. You should go play disc nah. golf with Randy. It was actually kind of fun. She admits it. Until Corey made the drone, like, attack me, and I still have scars. That was fun. I still have scars. That. that was the most entertaining that. part of the day when the drone you could attacked have said, Randy. You could have told me that the drone attacked Randy, and I would have knew it had something to do with that. Yeah. Well, well, no well duh. We all did, him. except he was like, I didn't see you. Right. He was okay. way across the field. But yeah. I mean, he saw you. He didn't see I me. When I see something <laughs> coming at me, I tend to move. I don't just stand there and let it attack me. I see a 40-mile-per-hour object coming right at me. I, I move. Yeah, but I smacked it to the ground. Okay, we're getting off the road. Let's get to the next segment. Tropical. 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 It's tropical. It's time for the Tropic segment, and we got some stuff to talk about. Did you see, Corey? Tropical. Tropical Depression 4, right before it hit land, turned into Tropical Storm Danny. We got the D name. I mean, It's only June. It's only June. Yeah, three, four, almost four weeks in. That's all. Yeah, it may it it finally hit uh, tropical storm status. Went uh, maximum sustained winds at the time of landfall was forty five mile per hour, uh, but uh, it's decreasing rapidly now. It made landfall just north of Hilton Head uh, on Pritchard's Island, South Carolina. Maximum sustained winds of forty, moving west northwest at sixteen. And we've got another disturbance over cent- the, the central tropical Atlantic. Uh, the five-day outlook is 40%, reaching the Lesser Antilles on Wednesday night. And i got to tell you, I was watching the Weather Channel, and they are getting kind of excited that that's going to possibly do get something, do something. And why is that? Well, we are in hurricane season is, number one. Yeah, well, we're getting later in the season, so now... Things will start picking up. Yeah, and it, sure. it's pretty south. I mean, we were talking Lesser Antilles. Like we just finished this tropical storm season for last year. November, I know, I know, and it's back up again. Uh, so we'll, we'll watch that. I mean, I I think the models pretty much kind of d- diminish that if it it kind of goes to Lesser Antilles and then all the models kind of take it out. I mean, there's still some shear out there. It's we're not in the prime, the ultimate prime area yet um, of tropical storm development but you know seeing these things develop we know they're out there and in the pacific had our first hurricane of the season hurricane enrique did it get to 90 i know it got to 85 i'm not sure if it got to 90 not sure but that's uh yeah so it is our first official hurricane in the pacific it's weakening now 
and as of tonight, it is 225 miles southeast of Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Maximum sustained wind of 65. Now, that's 20 mile an hour lower. So something, maybe it went, because it's going north, uh, northwest at 6. So maybe it's running into cooler conditions. I don't know. But it was raging as a hurricane. Uh, not major, but just raging as a hurricane. And then uh, the tip of Baja is now now has a tropical storm watch out there. So uh, tropics are active. And there you go. How, how do they find the uh, names for hurricanes? They all set something. up the year before. I mean, like the first Many year. years before. Sometimes. Yeah, is it the national W is Ma- uh, the World Meteorological Association? I think that's it. I'm pretty uh, sure that's it. They Could follow be. the alphabet for one. Well, yeah, but see, a long but time ago, it used to be all women, and then now it's all women and men, and they have they after the 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 it, it goes back and forth, right? Men, women, men, women. Right. There's a big conference, and they get together, and they I don't know if they vote or what, but they come up with these names at this. When they get to Z, then, then they switch to the had. Greek alphabet. They used to. Yeah. No longer. Yeah, they used they did to. last year. They did last year. Right, but no, that, this year's that different. We don't usually get that far. Oh, I know. Well, that's very rare that they do. And there, there's names that they normally don't use. They don't do Q. They don't do X. They don't do... Do they do Z? I don't understand why it's like why they don't, don't do that because i can't so understand i can't pronounce half the other names they do yeah with the normal letters <laughs> so they might as well just use the year. q as well yeah but what's weird is this year in the atlantic all of them are pretty bland names right right we got danny <laughs> now yeah. we have anna and then danny i don't know we've looked on that but yeah so we'll just keep watching the tropics uh don't uh on the gfs i also watched the gfs to see if it had anything coming in and i don't see anything so i think we're pretty good for a couple of weeks now on that so anyway we've had lots of watches and warnings going on uh you know severe thunderstorm tornadoes you know watches warnings also all over the place so this week's weather school is all about the different types of watches and warnings so let's get to that If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. Today's topic is all about watches, warnings, and advisories. What do they mean? How they could impact you? And what you can do to keep your family safe. The National Weather Service has issued tornado watch number 134, effective until 9 National Weather Service in Detroit. There's quite a wide variety of watches and warnings and advisories, and they're all issued by the National Weather Service offices in the United States. But let's focus on probably the most common watches out there, and especially in the springtime. They're the Severe Thunderstorm Watch and the Tornado Watch. These two particular watches are issued by a branch of the National Weather Service called the Storm Prediction Center, and they're located in Norman, Oklahoma. This is their only job, to keep watch over atmospheric conditions in the lower 48. 
whenever they see a cold front coming or something dynamic that's going to create hazardous weather conditions, such as severe thunderstorms or tornadoes, it's their job to map out where they think this is going to happen, the magnitude of the potential risk, and the time frame that this could occur. Let's focus on the severe thunderstorm watch right now. A severe thunderstorm is defined as either wind speeds in excess of 58 miles an hour or hail larger than one inch in diameter. A severe thunderstorm could contain both of these hazards, but sometimes you just get a gust front that's really, really strong, or sometimes it's just a hail event, and that depends on how the atmosphere structure is set up. One of the key ingredients in a severe thunderstorm is wind shear, and that is winds going different directions with height. So at the surface, you could have south winds go up about 3,000 feet, and the winds could turn. They could be from the southwest or the west, or even higher, they could turn even more. But if there's not a lot of wind shear upstairs, then the atmosphere doesn't have the ability to twist. Therefore, the tornado risk is rather low. So that's why they would only issue a severe thunderstorm watch for the potential for very large hail or damaging winds. Now, on the flip side of that, we have the tornado watch. The tornado watch encompasses exactly the same thing as a severe thunderstorm watch would, except for the fact that there is very strong wind shear upstairs and the atmosphere will have the capability of twisting. So they will outline an area of the greatest potential for tornadic supercells to develop. These severe thunderstorm and tornado watches issued by the Storm Prediction Center are usually popped between six and eight hours before the actual event takes place. An average watch box would cover about 25,000 square miles, and that's roughly about half the state of Iowa. The Storm Prediction Center does not issue severe thunderstorm or tornado warnings. Those are handled by the local National Weather Service offices. The severe thunderstorm and tornado watches are to alert the local offices and emergency managers of the potential for hazardous weather developing later that day. So when the watch goes into effect, the National Weather Service starts monitoring atmospheric conditions locally and watches radar. We get a lot of information from radar and storm spotters who are out watching the weather and they can report back to the National Weather Service with hail reports, flooding, or high winds. They even report sightings of funnel clouds and that would prompt the National Weather Service locally to pop a tornado warning for that area or just a severe thunderstorm warning if there's no rotation detected. The severe thunderstorm and tornado watches and warnings are just two of many, many types of weather hazards the National Weather Service will issue watches, warnings, and advisories on. Another big one is the flash flood watch and the flash flood warning. More people are killed by flash flooding than lightning or tornadoes. So let's explore some other watches, warnings, and advisories. In the winter, we have the freeze watch and the freeze warning. The freeze watch in the fall indicates temperatures are expected to get well below freezing for several hours and that will in turn end the growing season. In the fall, freeze warnings are usually issued only once. 
But in the spring, freeze warnings are issued after the growing season has started back up again, so people can take precautions to protect plants that could be affected by the sub-freezing temperatures. The precursor to a freeze watch and a freeze warning is a frost advisory. That's when temperatures are only expected to get around 32 degrees, maybe 30 degrees, and the hardy vegetation will be able to withstand those cold temperatures, but the sensitive plants won't be able to. Also in the winter season, there's the winter storm watch and the winter storm warning. These are issued when heavy snow is expected to develop and make travel very, very difficult. And the most intense watch or warning issued by the National Weather Service in the wintertime is the ice storm warning. Ice storms cause devastation, power outages, and travel is almost impossible. So if you happen to get under an ice storm warning, you really need to take precautions to prepare for the potential of several days without power or water. Other types of watches and warnings and advisories include fire. The red flag warning is very common, usually when low humidities and very high winds cause grasses to dry out and any fire can quickly get out of control. In the summertime, heat is a big killer. So the National Weather Service will issue heat advisories or excessive heat warnings. So the bottom line, it really doesn't matter what time of year it is or where you live in the United States. At some point, you're probably going to be under some kind of watch warning or advisory. And they should not be taken lightly. You should always have an emergency preparedness kit handy. Your kit should include water, one gallon of water per person per day for at least three days. Food, keep at least three-day supply of non-perishable food. A battery-powered radio, a flashlight with extra batteries, a first aid kit, a manual can opener for food, and make sure your cell phones are charged before the event starts. One thing a lot of people don't remember to get is medications for you and your family. The watches that are issued by the National Weather Service and the Storm Prediction Center give you a heads up that dangerous weather could occur later in the day. And if a warning is issued, then dangerous weather is occurring in your area and you need to take the necessary precautions to protect your life and your family. We hope we've been able to shed some light on the types of watches and warnings and what they mean, so you can be better prepared in case you happen to be under one. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And there's everything you should know or want to know about watches and warnings. So if you're in winter or in spring or in summer for heat, you know, well, you heard the weather. Story, you know, so. one of those seasons. One of those. One of those it could be any season at that point. Or frost. Frost and freeze warnings. So. Okay, so let's get to the next segment, uh, which is in other news, and I ain't got anything. So, Corey. It seems to be blank on my. Hopefully, you got something over there. Don't I always? I love that. So, yeah. So, what you he got? We got a problem going on. What? We have a problem in the Pacific Northwest. Have you heard about what's going on over there? By Seattle? Oh, that's the heat. Grant's been there. 
There the is a heat wave baking the Pacific Northwest heat wave right in now. In the Pacific Northwest, in mm-hmm. an intensity never recorded before by modern humans, it's a once modern in humans. a millennium event. Yeah, I wore a coat up there all the time. Great was in yeah. there in July, and what was the weather like the whole time? It was maybe sixty. You right? said you wore a coat, and this is why it's a problem. Oh, Portland, Oregon already broke the all-time heat record of 108 degrees. What in yeah, Oregon? Uh, this is Monday, so two days ago That's on Saturday. Crazy. Yeah. It's not That's been not seen right. in 1,000 years. That's not right. Uh, these are dangerous numbers in a region that's not used to this. It's going up into Canada, Washington, uh, the Seattle area, Portland. Why is it dangerous? Why is it happening? Why is it dangerous? Because there's animals they're, 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 not, they're not used to, to it. Weather. Because... You would be surprised at the number of homes up there that don't have air conditioning. That's right, because it never gets hot there. It never gets hot. And I've always heard that that Washington and Oregon, that area, is like London. I mean, it's always foggy and grizzly and cool. cool They don't need air conditioning. They don't have it. Never got above 70 when I went to Seattle. And that was like and that's mid in July. July. And we were like, July. we were within 200 miles of Seattle the entire time. But you're talking July. You're talking the middle of summer. Yes, yeah. dead of summer. It was that hot here. That is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's called a heat dome. Okay. The heat is being caused by a combination of a significant atmospheric blocking pattern. The jet steam is wrapping around. We can't see your hand motions. Okay, well, I've got the no, hand No, that's how going. we express, Chera. <laughs> it's just funny to watch. Anyway, it's a, I, I do the it's same a thing. blocking pattern uh, on top of a human-caused climate change world event that's where baseline temperatures are already, already a couple to a few degrees higher than than normal before the heat wave started. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a really cool graphic that explains it. The jet stream's kind of wrapped all the way around it, and the heat what? And the heat can't go anywhere. No, no, wait, wait. wait. Are, are you it's talking? It's like a bubble. It's coming off. Wait a minute. It, it's coming off the ocean and going up and around? Wrapping around. Or, yes. So it rains there daily. That means it's like super muggy oh, right God. now? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, air quality. Okay. Now, that's that's rare. It's a, it, one, do do they mention one, the word one. omega? No. Okay. Because it, it kind of looks like an omega area. You ever heard of that, Grant? An omega no. high? Here, you you keep talking. I'm gonna draw an omega for Grant. I thought you were talking about a movie when you said omega. No, no, no. It's like like if that's keep talking. I'm not on mic, so keep I got talking. Nothing else to say. No, Corey, Sorry. Corey, keep talking. <laughs> keep going, honey. They are using the word sigma uh, to put climate extremes into perspective. We measure uh, against the average. The sigma is the standard deviation of a normal distribution of expected values. In this case, the heat dome sigma max is 4.4. That means it's outside of 99.99% of expected values. Or a 1 and it's it's hot. Th- this heat, yeah, it's just like is a 1 in 10,000 or more chance of happening. And they're okay. not used to it, so That's they don't know how to handle that kind of heat. I mean, 100 and something is hot for us, and we're used to that. Well, and if they're not used to even, like, 90. Right. That'd that, be, like, crazy hot. On yeah. Sunday, the temperature in Portland 
reached a staggering 112 degrees Fahrenheit. Whoa. I've never even five been degrees alive. hotter. I've never even been in that kind of weather before. Five degrees wow. hotter than what had been the all-time record before, which was 107 degrees. Now you're talking air temperature, right? That's Seattle. That's not what it feels like. Yes. That's what it actually is. Seattle. Oh my. Gosh. Had a record high of 102 on Sunday. Yeah. And Monday's record high temperature, which is today, I don't know what they reached today, but their record high temperature was 103. They were forecast to hit 108 today. I don't know what they actually hit, though. We need to look that up. Keep, uh, if you keep talking, I, I will the, look it like, up now. I wonder if businesses even have a, like like air. I mean, if I'm it, sure it they never don't. gets above 60, you, why you would you even have, have to? It? Yeah, you wouldn't have to. You just have fans or something, but... Oh, my God. Okay, now... I have just called up the national grid and the entire, almost the entire state of Washington and almost the entire state of Oregon are under an excessive heat warning. That's unheard of. I that have is a cousin so that lives wrong. in Oregon. I should yeah, text her we and see we'll what the weather's doing. Okay, well, right now in uh, Portland, Oregon, it's 99 degrees. And That's like how crazy. it's affecting her. Now it's eight o'clock at night there. Well, now, well, now this reading was seven forty p.m. Yeah, which well, is well, that two hours ago. What's two hours ago? Seven forty. Their seven forty or our seven forty? No, they're twenty minutes Pacific. ago for them. It'd be our nine forty, which is twenty, 20 minutes, minutes ago. ago. Yeah, so twenty minutes ago in Oregon is ninety nine degrees. That's crazy. And that's it's breezy. That's well above. When I was for them. camping, oh when I was camping, I slept with blankets and blankets and blankets. Oh, it yeah. was it was forty five degrees every night. They like provided you with these like sleeping bags that you like literally, like yeah. a cocoon. Now, where did you go? Portland? Like they go over your head and everything. I flew into Seattle and then we basically okay. trekked from vans all the way up to Mount Rainier. This might be a stupid question, but with no. it being so hot, doesn't that mean all the snow on the mountains is gonna melt? Eh, it's really high up there though. But but still, what's the temperature up? Wouldn't it be like super dangerous to go up up there because Let me it's not that ice? Question. Question. Yeah, like, yeah. In the case easily. of this specific heat. It's called a heat dome for right. a reason because it goes way up. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a mountain of hot air stacked vertically through the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. It would totally be at risk of avalanche. But, but see, that's the omega I was telling about. Right in that, that center there, all it is is heat all the way up. So it could. That's scary. Definitely not the time to go skiing, I guess. I'm glad you're not there this year. Yeah. Mm. I'd well, be you thinking twice about. Well, you helped him move, so it's he like, was only seventeen when you went. Sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. yeah, we sent him for ten days, ten or fifteen days. On I his own. I am trying to look on the forecast grid on mountains. I'm clicking on like mountainous areas, and all I'm seeing is like a hundred degrees and a hundred and two degrees. Crazy. Okay, there's seventy for Sugarloaf. Even when we went is. to Colorado in the My middle of summer, and gosh. it was hundred degrees on the ground, it was still only in the thirties. Insane. Up on 40s, the mountains. Forties. Can, can you look up? It was snowy and cold on the mountains. Huh? Can you look up a specific location? Yes, I can. Oh, uh oh, keep talking. Uh -oh. There's, there's your word. Look at that graphic. See, Grant, isn't that exactly what I just drew you? Their United, their United States looks worse than yours. Oh. <laughs> I am drawing. <laughs> Omega block. It's oh, a yeah, block. It's it, it's Sorry, like, it's he an omega. is my kid. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. No, but, but see, that that's my United States. I'm showing Sherry and I thought Corey he was drawing a cattle skin. <laughs> it looks like a cow <laughs> jumping Look, over a fence. Well, did, there's Florida. But there's, you, you did great. It looks almost the same. It yeah, really does. It really, it really does. See? Look at that. Look at that. 
Yeah. Can I'm going to give myself one of these because I don't care. Okay. Because I actually drew it. It wasn't great. You but. forgot Texas. It doesn't. It hangs down. Now, d- Texas is cold. Or at least it was. Where, where's the place you want me to look up? Look up Mount Rainier. Mount? How do you spell the, Rainier? Uh, I think it's R-A-N-E-R. I think it's R. There, right, Rainier. Yeah. Maryland or Washington? Uh, Washington. Washington. Well, there's okay. Well, that's the mountain we went up. Mount Rainier. <laughs> okay, it is 83 degrees right now. Uh, okay, well, see now tomorrow the high is 62, and Wednesday the high is 52. So there, it's way. I guess yeah, Mount Rainier. It's rainier than snowier. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, 49 on Thursday. Whoa. But look where this omega block, where the highest temperatures are, north of Washington in yeah. Canada. Yeah. So yep. I don't even know what the temperatures in Canada are, but I'm sure they're setting records well, up there, too. Well, I can probably, I don't know. This is such a professional prod- podcast. I don't know if I, can I get up? No, I can't get up in Canada because it's not <laughs> U.S. Oh, yeah. service. I got frostbite when I climbed that mountain, and then by the time I got back down, it was it was gone. We I had don't to think buy you actually well, got yeah, frostbite. Okay, well, okay, well, okay, well, okay, okay. Your skin okay. would turn black, and you would Lose have to have your. Ooh, yeah, if you got I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were a doctor. I'm, I'm sorry, but so, we did have to buy him all kinds me. of special gear just to pack with him. We had to pack well, yeah. snow gear, rain gear, and then their sleeping bags that were provided were like <laughs> the type that go up around your head, and you zip them up to your chin, and you're literally oh, like yeah, in yeah. a cocoon. In a tent, in a cocoon. Anyway, that was but happening no. in other news. Wow. We got a couple other things here. Okay. What you got? Well, there there was a, a, a study to see if climate change was affecting certain weather events, making them more extreme. All right. Because here lately, the... Amount of damage caused by weather events has been skyrocketing, and it's been growing every year for the past five years. Wow. Uh, The United Nations calculated that extreme weather events in 2020 resulted in 15,000 deaths and losses of uh, $170 billion. Oh, my God. Last year alone. These are caused from storms, flood, uh, droughts. Mm-hmm. Very extreme. And it turns things, yeah. out, according to scientists, climate change is to blame. So, and wow. we kind of knew that, right? We kind of. I knew feeling. that. We kind of had a feeling something was going on there. I don't know. It's not global warming. It's climate climate change. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of Which the same is, thing, but it's, there's a yeah, stigma. Yeah, what's the difference? Well, there's not much of a difference, except there's a stigma attached to it. When you talk about global warming, everybody goes, who is global warming? Oh, well, it snowed last week, and it's exactly. not supposed to snow. But, you know, it's like, no. The whole climate is You know, global is warming can cause snow in places. Right, but nor, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So I, I avoid that, that dogma of having just... Global warming. According to these scientists, hurricanes are likely to become bigger and longer lasting in the few in the years to come. Yep, just wait till July. So wait till Hurricane Bill comes around. Oh, we're we've in the had D's Bill. Now, yeah, so we're D's. We already had Bill in both in both oceans. Yeah, we're, we're on the D's Dave. now. Catch up. Come on. 
<laughs> Remember, I said we're going out the board, and we've already had Danny. We, we just had an E in the Pacific, and we just had D in the. Oh, Enrique, oh, yeah, we had, and then Danny. But Danny's not going to last long. <laughs> when you talked about when you talked about uh, the hurricane, I almost said, "Oh yeah, Hurricane Iglesias." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I. But then I thought, "Oh wait, Enrique Iglesias Enrique, is a yeah. singer." Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Iglesias is uh, I, not yeah. E. So, okay, go on. Um, I had something else here. We go off the rails all the time. Let me see what I just found. I just now saved it to my phone like 15 minutes ago. Oh. Oh, this is, uh, this happened this day in weather history. Oh, okay. I like that. Uh, not one. Hmm? Not two. Hmm? But three. (sighs) Three. Three separate derechos struck the United States. Three years ago today. Oh, okay. Three in one day. Oh, really? The first began in Tennessee before tearing through parts of Alabama and Georgia. The second one began in Nebraska and moved across parts of the Midwest and Mississippi River Valley hit St. Louis. That's the biggie. That's one of the biggies, yeah. The uh, last one began in Montana before roaring across the northern plains. And all three of them, all three of them recorded 90 mile per hour winds. Wow. This is in the same day. Now, you may recall 2018 was a big year for derechos. We had many, 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 many. And you may also recall that 20, day, 20 days, 21 days later, we had one kind of roll through. I call it a derecho. I think they actually eventually call it a derecho, and that's what took the duck down. Remember that one? Right. Oh, yeah. That was just 20 days later. So 2018 was huge for derechos, and I, I don't know what would have caused that, what the atmospheric right uh, circumstances all came together or what, but we just had a ton of them that year. Hey, Grant. What's up? You know what a derate show is? <clears throat> well, I was just thinking of that, and I, uh, no, I don't. Shara? I mean, the actual term? No, but I know that it's like, Massive wind that comes up suddenly. It is That's a, what I thought it was. Not suddenly. No, I no. Well, I mean, it was predicted, but boy, it hits fast. It is a long comes out lived, of nowhere. Multi, powerful multi wind state. event. Multi-state. Multi-state powerful wind event. And sometimes they can get a hundred or hundred and ten mile per hour wind of just going. Like, like it wouldn't be uncommon to start in northern Nebraska and go down into Arkansas. Right. Type storm. I mean, the, I think the most famous wind started. Was it South Dakota or Nebraska and ended up in South Carolina? Oh, yeah. I remember that. That's the most famous one. And and it's just a compact storm of wind that just moves. And you can see Are it's we talking big... storm like rain? No, wind. No, Thunder. Wind. Just wind. Just Constant. Wind. No, there just is wind. rain, but so it's, it's, yeah. rain. it's like wind. Is it, just wind. Is it sunny days or is it cloudy? It can be sunny right before. Yeah. Until it It's hits. just a very, very intense. And that's why the duck went out that day. Right. Because that was considered because a derecho. Because it was beautiful until it Until hit. this big derecho. So wait, wait, did they? Did we go on the day that the duck went out? That was a derecho that day. Oh. Yes. It was wow. predicted all day long. We were under a watch. We and, had and Mike Griffin exactly, here. And the, that's exactly why I say there should be a a, a derecho type warning because you know that it's possible. But it could happen at any minute. Just the same as right. a tsunami advisory or watch. Exactly. It could happen. You know that derecho is coming and it's going to do – derechos do millions of billions of dollars of damage. You know, oh my gosh! Yes. I remember the one that went through Iowa that year, and it just 
destroyed I don't know how many crops of, of corn, thousands and thousands of, of, I mean, it did millions of dollars of damage, that one derecho through Iowa. But, and there are much, you get tornado type damage, but it's so much more widespread. And there's not a certain warning geared toward the derecho. There's really not. No, there's, there really isn't. And it, it, I mean, you have, you can have hail and wind or hail and lightning and stuff like that, but it, the, the derecho is a wind event. And I'm looking right now uh, of the, uh, trying to find the most famous or notable, what they call it, a notable uh, derecho. Um, you may remember when, uh, and you may not. May 8, 2009, super derecho. Uh, when the tornado uh, or duration, why did I say tornado? Yeah, they, they'll often sound the tornado sirens during a duration. Yeah, oh, people yeah. think they're tornadoes when they're well, no, they but, have but no. here in Branson before. And the it's winds are off guard. at a certain speed where they have <laughs> right. to activate the sirens when they get to a damaging uh, speed, especially oh, it's over seventy mile an hour. Then, then Ted will fire the uh, outdoor warning sirens. Do you remember when the KSN tower fell? You were a little. So you might not like no. 2008. <laughs> that 2008? was a duration. That was a duration. I thought they just decided that the tower no, fell. No, 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 fell. It came down on the building. Thank it, goodness it nobody was there. It damaged the houses in in the vicinity in that neighborhood. Did we really like across the street from that place? We when you yeah, were a baby, when we you sure were did. two and three, we did. Yeah, because you can categorize storms uh, in one of two ways. You can uh, big hailers, which you get mostly in Texas. You can get like baseball or just softball size hail, which is more of a vertical wind event. Because in order to get hail, you've got to have severe updrafting to get that hail going. That's what you get a lot in even Oklahoma. You get that in Texas. But when you get up north, sometimes you get more of a wind. You've got this this type of wind thing going on. And it'll just forward propagate and keep feeding on itself. And it'll just go across the entire country of like 80, 90, 100 mile an hour gusts damaging. But I have to say, compared to the 1980s, 30 years ago, till now, actually that's 40 years ago, till now, they're much more common now than they were back then. Do you agree with that? They are more numerous than back then. I why. I, I'm well. I'm wondering if it's just technology that we can actually I mean, track them. Uh, and well, we didn't have now, a way now to track I, them back then because of climate change. Yes, I totally agree with the concept of climate change. Uh, you know, I- I- exacerbating intensities, which we had the bombogenesis of of uh, hurricanes, which they you know the the higher hurricanes, the uh, more intense tornadoes. I mean, I totally get that concept, but I think it's a combination. That now we are able to track them much easier with technology. Plus, I the wasn't fact even really familiar with the term duration until right around 2006, 2007. That's when it was, were, yeah, it's a while back. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, at this century, basically, uh, that's when I really started hearing them and started going, oh my God, what is this, you know, intense event? And it, it's different than a severe thunderstorm. A severe thunderstorm will have sometimes 70, 80 mile an hour winds, but they won't last, what, 20 minutes? You know, maybe an hour at that, and then they will collapse. But a derecho is a long, multi-state, live, you know, type of thing. But they'll, you know, they also actually issue tornado warnings. Yes. 
for a duration. For a duration. It feels like a tornado. Yeah, yeah, it's it a damage, damage, right? Since there's no duration right. type warning at all, they will issue a tornado warning, and it'll say in the warning for straight line winds. I need to talk to Mike about that. Yeah. Mike Griffin, I don't know if you're listening to this, but you need to implement duration type warnings. I don't know if he's the one they need to talk to. People about. don't even pay attention to what I'm going to call Joe Biden right. tomorrow. Okay, well, you, yeah. Get it, get it going with the weather or whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, is that all you got over there? That's all I got. Okay. Well, you know what? What we didn't have last week? Shara's fun facts. Let's get to that. Get ready to get educated in Shara's fun facts. We get Shara's fun facts this week, and I'm sure she's had two weeks to plan, and they're going to be fantastic. Somebody sure. tells me she just looked them all up 20 minutes ago. Well, that's what not I even, kept saying. Not even 20 minutes, probably five she minutes. Says, well, she said she's had them. So. I looked them up this afternoon. On, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. On the drive back from Harrison. She said a whole half a day to plan. So. Weren't you driving? No, Dad was. Oh, okay. Let's say. <laughs> okay, so Shara, <clears throat> what is this week's fun facts? Sunday is July 4th. Not yes. sure if you're aware of that or not. Well, yeah. I didn't do. Just right here on the I thing. didn't really do July Fourth fun facts. I went a different, slightly different route. Okay, what's that? We're doing the whole. How did Independence Day become about? Why do we celebrate Fourth of July? Ooh, that sounds interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. The Declaration of Independence. We all know how Fourth of July came about. Uh huh. 1776, July 4th. But the Declaration of Independence wasn't actually signed on July 4th. While the Declaration was adopted and finalized on July 4th, the majority of the other signers actually signed it on August 2nd, 1776. Mm. One reason is it took nearly two weeks after it was even endorsed for the document to be engrossed. Written on parchment. That would take a long time. Well, that's the government for you. Yeah. Right. And it had to be in clear handwriting. So someone had to sit there and write out that whole thing. Right? Yes. Another reason is it took so long to be signed is that New York's delegates didn't receive authorization to sign it until like July 6th or 9th, something like that. Okay. So we celebrated on July 4th, but it didn't actually happen that day. Well, we should be able to shoot fireworks all the way to August. Right? Then. I know. Let's tell the police that. We recognize July 4th <laughs> yeah, as the Declaration of Independence's data because it's the day it was adopted. However, the actual vote for independence occurred on July 2nd. President Adams would not recognize the 4th as a result and refused invitations to July 4th celebrations. Coincidentally, both he and President Thomas Jefferson, fun fact, died on July 4th, 1826, within hours of each other, 50 Ooh. years after the adoption. I did not That's freaky, that. yeah. Like, they refused to celebrate on July 4th because that wasn't the day that it became whatever. Right. And they both died on that day. The same day, within hours of each other. How crazy is that? Well, they didn't have cars back then, so they had horses, so it took a long time to ride. Well, that's the thing, is it took a long time to get it written, and then they had to disperse it. You know, they couldn't just email, hey. I'm talking about them dying out within hours of each other. They had to ride that way. Oh, so. and it was really hot because it was summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. 
John Dunlap <coughs> printed hundreds of copies of the Declaration of Independence. The Committee of Five was charged with making and sending copies of the Declaration to the masses on the night of July 4th, 1776. They went to Philadelphia, printer John Dunlap, who printed hundreds of copies that were dispatched across the 13 colonies on July 5th. These Dunlap broadsides, as they're known as, are incredibly rare, and there's only like 26 copies that are known to have survived. Wow. If you have one, they're you're rich. A lot I was going to say, you're going to be rich, yeah. Sell that sucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like the history would be more important. There were 442 well, yeah, like- days between the shot heard round the world fired at Lexington and Concord to the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. It took 440, that's over a year before we actually, you know. Wow. Um, The majority of the colonists viewed themselves as British subjects still. In fact, when fighting broke out in Massachusetts in April 1775, it was considered a civil dispute. The thought of separation was seen as a radical notion. This remained true until... King George III denounced the colonies in front of Parliament in October. And it was then that American colonists agreed they should become their own independent nation as they felt their rights as British citizens were being denied. So everybody wasn't on board with this first. They were like, hey, we're still British citizens. Yeah, very interesting. Until he said, nah, they're not ours. There actually is something written on the back. We've all seen National Treasure, right? Okay. There is actually something. There's a treasure map. There's a treasure map on the map? It's not a treasure map. Oh. There's not a, that is a fiction, but it's fun for the movie. But there actually is something written on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Which is? Um, unfortunately for National Treasure fans, it's not an invisible treasure map. Oh, see? Written upside down on the back of the document reads. You really should know this. Well, it's actually in the movie. It's in the movie. Yeah. Original Declaration of Independence dates 4th July, 1776. There's a movie? National Treasure. I don't watch movies. It's a movie. Oh, okay. You should watch it. It's a cool movie. Oh, okay. There's actually a a series of movies. There's like three of them now, isn't there? Oh, there's two. Okay. National Treasure is the reason that I liked history so much. Right? But they're coming Ah. out with a new series on Disney Plus for National Treasure. There you go. It made history fun. Okay. It wasn't all real, but it was fun. Every time I got to the history test, history wasn't so fun anymore. Yeah, I'm with him. It is believed the text was added as a label because parchment was oftentimes <coughs> rolled up to transport during the Revolutionary War. So oh, okay. they had to label that rolled up piece of paper. To know oh, that's right. Because, yeah, they had to roll it and go <laughs> like exactly. that. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Do you like that? <laughs> How was that? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> they can't see that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Only two men actually signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. What? Those men were Charles Thompson and the infamous John Hancock were the only two men who actually signed it on that day. The other 54 delegates signed over the course of the next month because, you know, it had to move around. Well, yeah, yeah. All that good stuff. Really? Only two people signed it. And that's why. On that day. And John Hancock is the famous one. That's the. Give me your John Hancock. Yep. But who is that other guy? I don't even know who the other guy is. Charles Thompson. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Right? Poor guy. You don't hear of him. Is he a dancer at Clay Cooper? (laughs) I don't know. I was like. 
The average age of the signers was 45 years. Of the 56 signers, the youngest signers, Thomas Lynch Jr. and Edward Rutledge of the South Carolina, were only 26. You mean of the South Carolina? The South Carolina. The. However, Benjamin Franklin of Pennsylvania was the oldest signer at 70 years old. Well, he's been playing with like kites and lightning and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. He lived till 70. I know. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> the uh, Declaration of Independence was, in fact, written on a laptop. No. Okay. So, not a modern laptop. No. But still. No. Don't believe it. Thomas Describe Jefferson drafted yeah. the Declaration of Independence on a writing desk that could fit over one's lap. If you've ever watched Hamilton, you'll see them do this. This device was actually referred to in that times as a laptop. It was a desk that they could... It's kind of like those little things we have that are cushioned, and you can set them on your lap. Yeah, you're right. Yep. That's what it was. So you don't plug it in. There's no lightning connection and USB and dongles. It's literally just told a laptop. You of all people would know that they had that in the movie. I have not not watched 20 minutes of that movie. You've watched it 4,000 times. It's that good. Every single time I came over a couple months ago, it was on. Every single time. I have a picture where she's got her. I'll show you later. It's how our country became about. Yeah. With Lynn Manuel. She probably took that straight from the movie. Probably. No, no. but it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so let's flip over to some more fun stuff. <laughs> Americans will enjoy 150 million hot dogs oh. during the 4th, according to the National Sausage and Hot Dog Council. Didn't know that was a thing. Do you know there's a National Hot Dog and Sausage Council? Well, of course I did. Americans are expected to eat 150 million hot dogs over the 4th of July holiday. It's a big time. It's when the big Nathan's hot dog eating right, contest Right, the eating is. contest. Right. This is part of an estimated 7 billion hot dogs that are expected to be eaten during the summer season from Memorial Day to Labor Day. See, I can't do hot dogs. It gives me the trots. Well, I didn't need to know that. Well, Even know. Nathan's hot Even dogs? Even Nathan's hot dogs? All no. beef. All no. beef hot dogs? I, I've never tried a Nathan's. Don't so. try the cheap hot dogs. Gotta get the all beef. Well, I get my Oscar Mayer. That's fine. No, oh, that's Nathan's? not beef. That's sad that you just said oh, that. Oh, well, you need... Okay, then you you guys need to turn me on to Nathan's. My bloney has a first name. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I was trying to think of that song, but I... <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> I was getting ready to sound something that was a little more vulgar than that. Uh, okay, don't do it. Cons- I wasn't calling a hot dog baloney. I was calling it something else. I don't want to know. Let's not go there. This is a family podcast. I was going to say, I have a feeling what I... Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> Moving on. See, we go off the rails all the time. Okay. I got to get where I was. I lost my place. Grant looks very scared. <laughs> Men love fireworks. Yes. Fourth of July proves this. Oh, yeah. 
$1.1 billion worth. No way. According to the American Pyrotechnics Association, another association I didn't know existed, <laughs> Americans spend more than $1 billion on fireworks each year. Out of this, only 10% of firework displays are set off professionally, Yeah, which probably accounts for the estimated 12,900 firework-related emergency room visits <laughs> across the country on 4th of July weekend. I have been burnt every 4th of July since not I was little. Everybody kid. gets a little. Burnt, I can wear long But not actual emergency shirts. visits. You always get burnt. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I could be standing 500 feet away from he the fire. He does not handle this punk. Well, see, it's that fire. Still that a fire family person. podcast. Yeah. What are you trying to say? <laughs> no, 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 huh? no. no. Oh, that's my what kids a, get burnt. It's called a punk. They do. I they like. Burnt. They fling their punks around and they forget yeah. that there's a fire at the end of it, and you're like, whoa. Also, sparklers. Sparklers, yes. Now, sparklers, I get Barefoot, because they're really cool, but they people don't realize that they stay really, really hot for a few minutes. They after are you. extremely hot. Well, it, yeah, and they're they are sparkling. flinging sparks. Yeah, well, yeah, because they go like that. Of course, you can't according see what to Fortune do. magazine, of the twelve thousand nine hundred firework related oh emergency God. room visits on Fourth of July, seventy <laughs> percent of those are men. From Arkansas. That ah! doesn't ex- that doesn't surprise me because the men like to show off on the fourth exactly. of Well, yeah. Well, they're the ones that do have to do show. Exactly. If I tie this to this, well, the, the women the sit back the in their lawn chairs and watch the show with, with their mint juleps and petty fours and, and blankets and blankets. Yeah, because it's usually cold. Wait, it's not cold. Not cold. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many stories of Fourth of July. <laughs> Yeah, we'll say that for the I 4th of July podcast. I grew up in a crazy family and used to go to the lake every year, and I'm not sure how we're still all alive, but Oh, we are. That's going to be next podcast. Yes. We're going to get we'll Sherry's that story. For next week. I'm going to write that on the on the outline sheet, so. Okay, anyway. I got to make sure I didn't skip anything in all my surging through. Okay. More? Bottoms up. Up. Two times the rum. What? On the second anniversary of Independence Day in 1778, American troops were currently <coughs> fighting what? The plague? The Revolutionary War. The Revolutionary oh. War. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. We, My gosh. How had, did you not know that? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So, Smallpox? I was going to say the Koreans. We, we had to have our own constitution. Many people are like, why do we even have a piece of paper? Why do we have to sign a constitution? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we couldn't officially call ourselves, you know, we couldn't get help from other countries, from France and other places. Right. If we weren't actually our own country, if we were just, you know, a little small. So we had to declare ourselves our independence from Britain to right. be able to get right. help. Now, that I knew. Yes. Believe so it or not, we which is weird. we were currently in 1778, two years in, fighting the American Revolutionary War. During this time, George Washington ordered a double ration of rum to be sent to the American soldiers to celebrate the holiday with. There you go. That's a lot of rum. A lot of rum. And back then, it was probably a lot stronger. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Although an official national census was not completed until 1790, the U.S. Census Bureau estimates there were only about 2.5 million people living in America in 1776, when the Declaration of Independence was signed. Oh, okay. That's 2.5 million. That's, that's less than what's in New York City right now. I was going to say, that's the population of St. Louis, isn't it? 
Yeah. Right now. I mean, close. Not quite. As of yeah. 2017, <laughs> it has grown to become home to 325.7 million people. All right. This one shocked me. Wearing old glory violates the U.S. flag code. Mm. Did you know this? What specifies old glory? Kind of. How many of you own a flag t-shirt? Beach towel, shorts, headband, any other item that is representative of the U.S. flag? My former boss always wore a shirt like that. Turns out you are in violation of the U.S. flag code. I don't understand why I... Why would it, that doesn't make any sense. There's a code. Okay. The U.S. Flag code the flag. states that you are in violation if you sell or display any article of merchandise upon which shall have been printed, painted, attached, or otherwise placed a representation of the flag in order to advertise, call attention to, decorate, mark, or distinguish the article or substance on which so placed. You can't so make money just... off the flag. Just articles of clothing? That being said, in this instance, the flag code is not actually enforced or even enforceable. So you're good. <laughs> Wear your flags. But it actually yeah. went, it went into depth of anything. You know, we have the shirts that now say America. Yeah. That's all in violation. Can't call it that. But... Yeah, tell anybody nobody, that and you'll get shot. It is yeah, dis- but nobody enforces it. Well, right, it's not yeah. enforceable. It's just saying it is disrespectful of the okay. U.S. code. Gotcha. All right, my last and final fun fact. Okay. This one really doesn't have anything to do with Fourth of July. I just awesome. found it. Thought it was fun. <laughs> okay. Abraham Lincoln's corpse has been buried, exhumed, inspected, or reburied. At least 17 Corey's times like, since its death. Okay, Corey, expand, please. I had please. to look this one up. It's true. Abraham Lincoln's coffin has been moved 17 times. Corey's looking at Shara like he, she now just ordered digging, a soup sandwich. You're digging deep into the depths of It just was a fun, fun fact that here, popped up. All the way back to the little cafe where you used to work. Because that's where you got that today, because I read it too. But it made me do some digging, because I had to see if it was true, because I don't believe everything I read on the internet. She used to work at a place called the Lil Cafe. Lil Lil Cafe, L-I-L. Lil Cafe. In Commerce, Oklahoma. And it was little. We had like maybe 20 tables. I used to go there, and I I always left her a big tip every time. She was an amazing waitress. She was 16 years old. Uh, So sweet. Got a thing for mothers. So they they do serve great food, and they oh they have the best steaks and hamburgers. Every day they Mm. post fun facts on the internet. Prime rib was the best. No way. Friday and and Saturday night was prime rib. Anyway, that was today's fun fact. And I caught that, which made me do some research because I'm like, whatever. It is interesting though. But I found in my many many pages of googling. Abraham Lincoln's coffin has been, in fact, moved 17 times. Why? I want to know why. Mostly well, due to numerous reconstructions of the Lincoln tomb. Now, it was buried in a, a totally different place than where it is now. That's back why it's in the been day. moved. Yeah. Uh, mostly due to numerous reconstructions of the Lincoln tomb and fears for the safety of the president's remains. The coffin itself has been opened five times. Uh, December 21st, oh, your birthday. 
Oh. That's, I feel so special. 1865, uh, just a couple of years before you were born. Um, September 19th, 1871, October 9th, 1874, April 14th, 1887, and September 26th. This poor man did not get to rest in peace. 1901. Well, he brought it on himself. So if you'll Google it, it's actually a very long story, and it explains why it had to be moved and opened. After so many times that it had been moved, people started questioning, is that even him in there? Oh, right. So, oh, yeah, for so many times. Right. Like- so then they had, I don't know why they opened it five times, but I know of one time they opened it, and they let 20-some people look in. To make sure that it really was him, and they said his facial features were still very much intact. This was only a couple of years That'd after be free. he died. He had a beard. What He's... do you mean his facial features are intact? He still had his beard. But he have still you ever had seen... his coarse hair. That ain't right. They said he still had that same solemn look that he always had. Yeah. Okay, and they... in that case, I don't want to see what he looks like. I mean, of course, <laughs> I'm yeah. be a sc- have they... you ever seen the picture yeah. of him without a beard? Yeah, it's I weird. Have. I know. He it looks like, like a weird. five-year-old. Yeah, right? It doesn't like look weird. like the same person. But, I mean, they said they decided that they needed to open it to confirm that it was him in all the moving. 17 times? Uh, no, five times oh, he five. was open. Oh, okay. 17 okay, okay. times it was moved. And oh, like oh, said, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Can I say something about that? The last that? time they moved, the last final time he was placed, he is placed underground 10 feet, and then he's got seven or eight feet of concrete on top of him. Oh, so they're like, he's no. down there. <laughs> Nobody is getting to like, him no. now. Okay, yes, Corey. If they've opened Abraham Lincoln's grave that much, I think we need to start opening Elvis's grave a little bit because, you know. Right? Let's make sure he's really down there. <laughs> in my book, he's about 87 years old right now, and he's probably living somewhere in Nashville. <laughs> So, we, you know what I think? And why is his name there. spelled wrong on his grave? It is? Oh, yeah. It's oh, I didn't wrong. know that. Well, that's a whole his other middle, day of fun facts. His middle name is spelled wrong. Oh. This has nothing yeah. to do with weather, and I know we're well, off the rails. neither do my fun facts, so. But, but we are in Branson, and we have several Elvis impersonators, right? We have many, s- many, many. And I'm many. sure some <laughs> of them follow Stormdar, which is a weather site, yes. so it has to do with Woo-hoo. weather. Yeah. So uh, we can make anything yeah. be about weather. I think part of the problem with these opening is the cicadas. Absolutely, it's a cicada. A cicada must have landed every on his shoulder. Seventeen cicadas years. are over. Oh wait, Brood Ten is gone. They they're, came, they went. They're done. They saw. They so co- so we're just it? waiting for Brood Nineteen. They came, then. they saw, they conquered, they left. They got the T-shirt. They left. That's right. <laughs> now, okay, was Carpe it twenty twenty four when they're going to start in the twenty twenty four? Is the group that's going to affect us here in Missouri? Yeah, that, that's Brood Nineteen. I think you 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 brought that. I think I look forward to that. So I love we're gonna that's have, when you realize but, but that that X g- meant ten, it's not X. Affect Missouri <laughs> down into Arkansas, <laughs> which is going to be cool. Yeah, oh yeah. Why am I thinking that's going to be cool in twenty twenty four? No idea. <laughs> I know. What is the significance of the year twenty twenty four and it's, the cicadas? It's the I next know. election. What you tell me? I know. The total eclipse. Oh my gosh, you knew it! Yes, I knew. The total eclipse is coming up through Fayetteville, and I will be there. Me too. We'll have a Stormdar Eclipse party or oh my something. Gosh. If you How did you know what I was going there? If you don't go there? to a place... Because I'm smart, okay? total eclipse, and you're just not experiencing I'm it. I'm smart. Oh, no. What? I said, if you don't go to a town where there's total eclipse, then well, you I didn't totally get, I didn't last night. I mean, my wife was really sick, and and I went to my mother's in Springfield, so we saw the partial, but 
Everybody I know, like you, I don't we know if you went. We took the kids. But we took them out yeah, of school. Yeah, you guys went to Sedalia or something? He didn't, but we did. I, didn't. I think I was at work or something. You worked like 18 It was during the school year. Don't you? <laughs> it was during school. Okay. You took the little kids. I really you took thought Grayson you Well, yeah, and, and my buddy Ray went to Sedalia up there and then and realized. Now the Branson yeah. schools bought every kid a pair oh, of glasses. Oh, yeah, the glasses, and right. And they took them out on the football field and they got to look at it, but we were not yeah. an area of of totality we took our kids out of school and went to an area of totality and oh Didn't my you go to like kansas city or something like that and no uh, we went to no. sedalia sedalia is the, the path but see the, the, it the was path. a small town and we went to a, a open public park it was a city park yeah and there was tons of people there and it was amazing that's why i want to go to the and it's coming in 2024 and it's going to go through Fayetteville and not Branson, but we got to go. It's not going to be far from here. It wasn't far from us. I mean, so. Well, well the, the next one will be Mountain Home is where I want to head. Okay. We can do that. We can that dip is, for diamonds. It's not too. too far. Wow. It was amazing because we were in the middle of a city park in the middle of the day, like one o'clock in the afternoon. And suddenly it starts getting a little bit dark, mm-hmm. like dusk. And then you start hearing all the bugs and the frogs. Everything start chirping like it's nighttime because they're confused. All the street lights kicked on and it went black. It was awesome. And the whole park erupted. Everybody started cheering. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what Ray said. And that's when you could look up without glasses. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could actually look at it. And see the whole diamond ring effect. Oh, and, oh my gosh. Well, that's going to happen in 2024. And what's going to happen is all the cicadas are going to be out there. And they're going to be jumping all over us while we're trying to watch the eclipse. It's going to be just nuts. <laughs> and then we're going to miss it. And then we're going to miss the whole thing because we're like, the cicadas are all over me. No. Get this thing off It'll me. just be really loud, I think. It they was were super before. loud. They were loud before. It was super right. loud. I mean, the middle of the day, it's supposed to be quiet in a park. And it yeah. was like, we went to the <laughs> park, you know, <laughs> in Sedalia, and it was just absolutely packed with people. I'm in, sure. In the middle of the week. People yeah. People were like camping out in parking lots and yeah. stuff there. <laughs> it was great. It was a memory that I'll always remember. I mean, that is something that you just, you got to experience that once in your okay, life. Okay, I have a fun fact. Go for it. The population of St. Louis City is 308,174 as of 2019. Now, the St. Louis metropolitan area... say the area. ...is, Grant? 2.98 million. 3 million people. What did I say all ago? So, more than what was in the entire 13 colonies yeah. in 1776. Yeah. And, and actually, it said uh, uh, St. Louis metropolitan area with a population of 2.9 million in 2018 and growth to 3 million by 2020. I mean, there's what, like 9 million in New York City? Oh, probably. Alone? <laughs> they just, you know, it just won't stop. So look up look up the whole Abraham Lincoln. Google it. It's, yeah, it's very cool. I'm it's, not it's right a, now. But... It's a long no. I, it's a we're long, going long on the podcast. It's a so. very long article, and there was even really um, the last survivor just the last survivor that looked in just oh, okay. recently passed away. He was seventy five. Oh, really? He was thirteen. He was 13 years old, and he got to be one of the people to look in the casket. Oh, that's going to be cool. And yeah, so, so gurgle that. Yeah, so gurgle that, and it's a very cool read. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going really, really long, so I think we should probably... That, by the way, those fun facts are awesome. By the way, I'm going to give you one of these. Because it's pretty cool. I like that. And we need to get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. 
It is time for the Storm Dry Weather Weather Word of the Week, and we always toss this not to Corey and not to Shara, but Grant. So, Grant, what is this week's Storm Dry Weather Weather Word of the Week? Gap Wind. It is Gap Wind. Yes, you are proud, Mama. I know you are. So, what is a Gap Wind? Well, gap wind is a local-level wind that blows along a valley or through a call or the lowest point between mountains, often at speeds as high as 23 to 46 miles per hour. Okay, what's a call? C-O-L. I have no idea. Well, we had to look it up. Actually, the original... Def- it's I got the it. lowest point between <laughs> mountains. Yes. Yeah. Y- yes. Did you hear? I just read it. <laughs> it says it right there. It's so the lowest basically point between a valley mountains. Or Please what? pay attention next time. <laughs> Well, actually, the original definition didn't have the lowest point between mountains because I had to look it up. It, the original definition is a local low-level wind that blows along a valley through or through a coal, often at wind speeds. And so I thought, what is a coal? C-O-L. Then I looked it up and I put it in it's there because... It's a call. Yeah, it's a call. We looked Man, it up. Really it's a call. What? what? Wow. I, we, I, we Googled this beforehand, so we make sure we oh, said it right. Well, no, you what all Googled it. I didn't Google it. I didn't do nothing. I'm trying to be important. That's not working. Over there drawing the United States. That's yeah. so busy. I, you know, for a five-year-old, this is pretty good drawing. For I can't draw. <laughs> Apparently, I can't either. either. So I got nothing to say. <laughs> I can't either. Oh, gosh. Oh, I, this could be one of our longest podcasts, and I'm actually excited about that. But I How think long it's, has it been? It's been an hour and 40 minutes. So we... <laughs> we break our record? I was close to our record. I'll have to see when I actually could have bounce drove a to St. Louis at this point. I know. Well, you could, but I couldn't. But <laughs> Anyway, I think what we need to look out for, really, we're going to keep watching the tropics. Uh, Danny came on. There's more stuff going to happen. Uh, often on rain and hopefully not too much. I mean, I'm sure Corey and Shara and probably Grant's going to take that kayak out onto Table no table Rock or Taney Como. Table I'm sure. Rock. Much more fun to jump in Table Rock. I like them both. Yeah? It's you a little can, chilly at Taney Como, The only though. difference is you can swim in Table Rock, but you can't swim in Taney Como comfortably. Well, you, well I mean, comfortably. Okay, there you go. <laughs> comfortably. That, that's the, that's the My word. My wife will swim in Table Rock, but not in Taney Como. Well, Very what, good. What's Table Rock? It's like close to 80 degrees now? It's warm. It was like a warm bath last oh. week. Yeah, but the fish there are like 5,000 times bigger than they are in... Um, well, they don't get another shore. It depends. Those trout can get pretty That's big. Your, I had yeah. some big ones touching my legs the other day. I don't uh, like that. I, think, I don't like water. I can't see my feet. So I think I'll just stick to disc golf. I don't know about that. Anyway, Grant, thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> so are you come like, back nervous? Anytime. Yeah, you got to come back. See, it's, it's it's simple. You were nervous when you started. It's just we he just go off the rails. He said he wasn't going to talk. Wasn't nervous. No, He's like, I don't know anything about weather. I'm like, neither do I. No, that's the, the whole idea. Corey and I will be the, the weather powerhouse over here. But 25%. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Well, Corey, you got anything else to add to this podcast? I'm watching every day for those pop-ups to come through, and they just blow up over Branson. And it affects me. Yeah? Not Emotionally? Only not only personally, <laughs> but financially now. Oh, and I've never had that in the it past. Does. That's it does. right, because you don't work at the cave, you don't get paid. I st- well, I get paid just to sit there and not do tours, but until explain to everybody why they can't go in the cave because there's lightning outside. Right, we can go in the cave if it's if it's light if it's, if it's raining. raining if it's raining. Yeah, unless it floods. 
which is ungood. But it affects me financially in other ways that I won't get into. We but, won't go there. But, but oh, okay. But <laughs> it's, I, you know, I, I, I'm a pluviophile. Yes. You know what a pluviophile is? is a pluviophile if I'm not at work. If I'm not at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because here lately it's just been an annoyance and those storms just pop up out of nowhere and then it's going to get worse because we're heading into the pop-up season we're not yeah. to the pop-up season quite yet in my book late july and august yeah once we get in july we're going to start seeing more of these you know and not organized but they're I mean, isolated yeah i mean this, this is a weird setup we're having this we is very the, weird a stationary boundary and stuff is just and it could be worse it could be. We could very be in Miami worse. or Seneca, and just oh it'd be gosh. raining, raining, raining. Well, we've got heat, extreme heat on either coast. I mean, the West Coast is really baking, but even the East Coast is getting some heat. In the middle of the country, we're enjoying it. Yeah, so it's not too bad here. So let let's let let's keep that going. So. Yeah, so we'll watch that, uh, and we'll have some. I'm sure we'll have some wonderful Fourth of July stories next time. So, Sherry, you got anything else to add? I think I'm out. You're out. Grant, you got I think else? I'm out. Hopefully, yeah. I don't get burnt. Well, yeah, don't get burnt. Don't, yeah, because you get burnt every year. We don't want you to get burnt. Yeah, it, it'll happen. Well, It'll good thing. You, Not you got, only burnt by fireworks, but use sunscreen too. Exactly, especially if it's 84 exactly. and sunny. Yeah, that's when it's going to get you. Go out about nine o'clock at night and start shooting up those fireworks. Okay, well, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>